Welcome to Always in Escrow with Serena Appel and Colby Burchin. Hello, Colby. Hello, Serena. How you doing? I'm very excited because, you know, one thing I love, especially living in Florida, is tennis. And we are talking tennis today. We are so excited to bring back our favorite tennis pro. Talking all things tennis in Boca and around the world, Jason Zaviros, the managing partner of the Rick Macy Tennis Academy. He is the tournament director of Battle of Boca, one of the most prestigious prize money tournaments in the world. He was just inducted to the Greek Hall of Fame, and he's here today to talk to us all about the 2023 U.S. Open and the current exciting state of tennis. Jason, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Serena. Thanks, Colby. It's uh, so good to be back. You guys bring such great energy. I need my kids on the court right now to bring your guys' energy, but no, I'm excited to be here. This is really a great time. Um, I mean, just seeing everything that's going on in tennis, it's beyond. So I'm going to get right into it. So, you know, a lot of chatter around you know, the world that tennis was going to take a backseat once Serena Federer retired. What's your feeling about that? Well, look, I mean, you have a person like Serena Williams, who obviously she has 23 slams. Uh, she changed the game of tennis, but she also changed just the game for, for women and, and for the African-American community and just all different kinds. She changed life for a lot of people. So um, it's she's not going to be replaced. Um, and then you have someone like Federer, who, you know, many people will still call the GOAT, even though I think that title now belongs to Joker. But, um, you know, they are definitely missed. But everyone who said tennis was not in good hands, I don't think is right on this one because tennis is in amazing hands. We have so many up and comers, uh, just unbelievable at tennis right now. And you have uh, even Joker who is still hungry, still has desire, 36 years old, just won his 24th major title. Um, to be honest, at 36, I've been around tennis my entire life. There is no way that that's going to be duplicated. But I guess you never say no way. But 36 years old, to still have the will and desire to win like he did the other night is just unbelievable. So tennis is in amazing hands. That's great. That's great to hear. I am so excited to talk to you just about really the heel on the heels of incredible wins across the board. Let's talk about like the winners. Let's talk about Coco. Let's get right into it. Well, look, I mean, let's go into Coco golf. First of all, is 19 years old winning the U S open her home grand slam. There were videos posted on, on Instagram of when she was just a kid jumping up in the stands, jumping up and down, and then going from here from then to now and her lifting that trophy. But, you know, that video was actually very telling because her character in that video as a little kid is the same way she is now. Humble, the will to win, excited to be there. And that starts with her family. And, and because the, don't get me wrong, she, she could go play, be in the Olympics right now as an Olympic sprinter and probably win a gold medal. That's how athletic this girl is. But it's her, her head, when you watch her interviews, you can see how level-headed that is. And that starts from her mother and from her father. And that's why Coco is where she is right now. 
but look at her how many fans love her. She is the hottest ticket right now in the women's game, maybe even in the men's. Everyone wants to see Coco. So um, I'm really excited for her. Just a quick story of when she was about 15 years old, which wasn't long ago, that was about four years ago before the pandemic, I was traveling with some top players and Coco um, lost a match. Girl was way behind her in the rankings. She must have had over 20 double faults, okay? I go to dinner that night. This was a night match. We were in Mexico. It was about eight o'clock. I go to dinner. I come back out. Two hours later, she was still serving. And that kind of just gives you the mindset of, hey, you know what? I lost this match. I had a lot of double faults. I'm going to get myself right back to that practice court and compete um, and, and, and get my serve to where it needs to be. You fast forward four years, she won the US Open. So these things don't happen by accident. It takes a lot of talent, but that girl has the will to win and she's a US Open champion. And all those people you saw in that interview, she said, I wanna thank the people who didn't believe in me. That's like a mindset of a, she wants to kill you and she will do at all costs, whatever it takes to be better than you. And that's why she's at 19 years old, a Grand Slam champion. I was a little nervous on that first set when she was down. I, you know, she lost in 6-2, I think it was. I yeah. was like, oh, no. And then, yeah. like, out of nowhere, like, bring the heat. She brought yeah. it. You bring up a good point, Kobe, is because, you know, she brought the heat. But at 6-2, when I'm watching the TV, I'm like, you know what? I still thought she was going to win. And, and, and because she was on a will to win, she was not going to be stopped. And, you know, credit to Sabalinka, though, an amazing player, now the number one player in the world. But Coco, now her life just changed. So now it's going to be interesting. I think that level head is going to come in handy. There's quite a few things, though, that will have to be cleaned up. And I think Rick Macy is the one to do it on the forehand. And those kind of talks were taking place. So there are still gaps that need to be cleaned up if she's going to win multiple slams. But talk about what confidence can do to you is two tournaments in a row, wins the U.S. Open. I mean, but your life changed. She is so much more famous now than she was before. She's a lot richer. And we're going to see what happens. Good for her. Now, I want to ask, I mean, I, I think I heard it. I don't know, Serena, if you heard it. Jason, are you spilling the tea on your partner, uh, Rick Macy and Coco? Are they doing something? Yeah. Look, you know, uh, those kind of discussions were in the works. You know, the, there's so much behind the scenes. But you know what? Credit to her father. You have to put so much credit to this guy. He is like a genius. I mean, the way that he has brought her up and the way that he kind of... Did you realize that he wasn't in the box for the past three weeks? Oh. He, he, he was not in the box. Yeah. He lets the coach do his right. job. Okay, right. That is a very, very important thing. And by him communicating with Rick or whoever it might be, by trying to find these other areas to improve. I mean, she's one in the world in doubles and three in the world in singles. He doesn't have to talk to anybody. He could just let her be the top player. But no, Corey Goff wants his daughter to win many slams, not just the U.S. Open. That's why he's so smart. Wow. Incredible. It was so powerful. I mean, the way that the crowd erupted just with applause and, you know, everybody was on their feet. It was it was really an incredible moment yes, to it see. Was. 
and and let me just give props to my 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 friend and we grew up together he's from Atlanta and he was with he was Serena's hitting partner uh Jameer Jenkins he was in the box obviously he's now Coco's hitting partner and you know I texted him that night and I just said listen man you know this is a massive team effort but those hitting partners they don't get a lot of the credit that they deserve that is a tough job he is taking the highs the lows he is not missing a ball, putting that ball right in her strike zone, whatever she needs, because he's an amazing player. But he's gone from Serena champion. Now Coco's won a Grand Slam. So Jameer Jenkins is also a Grand Slam champion multiple times because he's had two of them. Wow. We might be able – we should get Jameer on here. Absolutely. <laughs> Jameer is an incredible person. He won a national title at the University of Virginia. Um, he is an amazing player. And that job, people don't realize how hard it is to be a hitting partner and travel. And you, it's a sacrifice on your family. The limelight is not on you. Very yeah. Difficult. Yeah. So really amazing. He's listening and we'll get him on the podcast. So I have, a, I have a question. Now that Coco is at this level, what kind of training mentally prepares someone for this? What do you think she went through? Because I know you know. What, what does one do? That's a really good question. I mean, all the time people say, hey, uh, you have to be mentally tough. Uh, 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 these champions, they're mentally tough. But that's just like, that's a statement. Saying someone to be mentally tough, okay, great, thanks coach, but how do I be mentally tough? When, the going, when it's going wrong, when things are not going your way, how do you just flip a switch? And for Coco, this started at a very young age. This isn't just like, oh, let me uh, become mentally tough at the US Open. No, no, no. Her father, her coaches, her mother, they groomed her to be a champion. They, people groomed Serena to be a champion. Djokovic is the epitome of mentally tough. And the reason he's so mentally tough is he had two wars going on in Serbia when he was trying to play tennis. No one in his family played tennis. And he talked about this last night. He calls himself a wolf, not to get away from Coco, but Joker is so strong in between the ears because he believes that he's going to win. And Coco, when I was traveling at a very young age, she lost a lot of tennis matches, okay? But she would lose. We would go to dinner. Tennis was not spoken about. It was, they did not, her father did not talk about the match when we were at dinner. He, she was a kid and that's very important to be that level headed and it's how you grow up and it's the values you have as a person that make you mentally tough, not the skills she has, not her forehand, not her serve. She is rock solid between the ears because she's a competitor and that's why she is as good as she is. What was your feeling about Djokovic win the other day? Yeah, so look, we've got this new guy. He's he's not bad. He, he goes by Carlos Alcaraz, okay? And this guy is, let's say, the talk of the tennis world. And he looks like he's the talk of the athletic world because he's a beast. every famous person that you can think of is coming to watch Carlitos Alcaraz, which is just crazy. Kid is just a teenager. And look how, look how good this guy is. But let me give you a couple of things. One... He is the fastest tennis player we've ever seen. Okay, let's let's keep that in his mind. His serve is out of control. It serve, but the speed of his feet, 
This one is Carlitos Alcaraz. So let's just get that. Let's let people understand that. Carlitos is fast. Carlitos is fast. (laughs) Two, his team, once again, I keep going to the people around them. And and if if people that watch this podcast go and watch the interviews, they'll see what I'm saying is correct. Every time that you hear these interviews and when they win, they talk about their team. And that's because without Ferrero, his coach, there is no Carlitos. So that's very important. When I was traveling, same time when Coco was there, so was Carlos. Carlos played one of my students. And I went over to Carlo, uh, Ferrero, his coach, and I, I went over just humble. Like the guy was number one in the world, but I was like, he's here with me, so maybe he's humble and will speak to me. So I asked him, I said, hey, why are you traveling at this junior tournament? You were number one in the world. You, had a, you have a, a huge academy. And he goes, he goes, Jason, you see that guy over there? And he was pointing at Carlitos. And he goes, that guy's going to be special. And I go, okay, sure. This was four years ago. And he goes, when he's on his way, I'll probably stop and, you know, I'll let him do his thing. You know, fast forward a few years, he's more than special, number one in the world. So my point, though, is, is Carlos wasn't the best junior. He was not the best junior. He just stuck with it. He is so fast and he surrounded himself with the right people. And when you do that, you have success. Um, did I think Djokovic was going to, was, did I think it was going to be a Djokovic Alcaraz final? Yes. The problem is Mr. Medvedev. Okay. He is a baller and he is sick of hearing, oh, Carlos. Oh, Joker, the dream final. No, no, no. He gave him the Russian surprise, okay? He said, not so fast, Carlos. And we had a, we had a Medvedev-Djokovic final. Um, I think, to be honest, the pressure got to Carlitos a little bit. We sh- he was showing that he's a teenager. Um, and look, Medvedev didn't miss a ball. You know, the guy is, the guy is like an octopus. Uh, he, he was all over the court. Carlitos, to me, felt pressed a little bit. Um, and, and he lost the match, but you know what? He did it with class. He's an unbelievable uh, student of the game. Um, and you're going to see him win multiple grand slams. If he stays healthy, I get very concerned that he has such a physical game, um, with his body. Uh, he's very strong, but he puts a lot of weight and all that, that fast movement and his body kind of concerns me a little bit. Um, but if that stays healthy, you're talking he's going to be the next head of tennis because Djokovic probably has another couple years in him, which is like insane to think about. Like, is this guy going to have 30 Grand Slam titles? Um, but that's my take on Carlitos. I love all this young blood. It's like young yes. energy in America. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. We needed yeah. this. So yep. what what do you think it's going to take to like kind of not get burned out when you're operating at such like a yeah. uh, high capacity, right? And then how do you balance that? Like what, so, what are some tricks? Yeah, Serena, that's a really good point is, uh, and I keep going back to it. It's surrounding yourself with the right people because they're managing his career. He's not really doing that. It's Ferrero. So yes, it's a coaching box. Yes. He's not out there on the court, like playing for him, but you know, you have to, the right tournaments you have to play. And that's as a junior, it's the same thing is, okay, at 10, 11 years old, you have a 30 year career in front of you. You have to balance, play other sports, enjoy yourself. 
you see Carlitos, all the guy does is smile. He loves life. And, and I think forget just tennis players. Everyone should be like that. I mean, people need to smile more, need to go over to someone and say, hey, how are you doing today? Look at Carlitos. You watch him. I watch even after the match. He goes into the hallway. You can see him talking to the ushers and to the trash people and all these different people that work there. And he smiles at them. You don't think that means a lot to those people? Yeah. It certainly does. It means the world to them. Uh, The number one player in the world doesn't think less of me and I'm the one taking care of the court. So I think that's very important. It's how I try to live my life, to be honest. Um, But, uh, you know, him, him as a person is how you balance that. And the people you surround yourself with, your team is, is everything. Uh, It keeps you positive. They go through the negatives, the high, the lows. Um, And it's, that's why tennis is an individual team sport. Yes. Yes. So Serena, since we spoke to Jason last, I do want to plug a lot. He deserves, deserves this. First of all, congratulations on your induction to the Greek hall. That's amazing. Congratulations. Amazing. But the battle of Boca, I mean, it was big the last couple of years, but consistently Serena every week he's out there plugging this battle of Boca and his numbers are crazy. 140 this weekend, 180 last weekend. I mean, this is regular weekends that he's drawing this crowd. So Jason, I mean, what's going on there? You must be seeing some great players. The reason it's so successful is, is the level is very high on a weekly basis and it's giving people the opportunity not to have to travel to play. And that's kind of the big thing. Yes, people are flying here. Like you definitely get those kind of players that are starting to fly here for that. But it's also keeping it, it's a less stressful environment. You see top, top players playing little kids, like 10, 11, 12 years old, because I let everyone in. So it's, 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 a, it's a learning experience. Um, obviously, your strongest people are winning a lot of money. So that's like draws those kind of people, college players. I mean, next week we have like 40 college players coming. It's insane. Next week is going to be huge. But they come, they warm up for another tournament. Um, it, it's, a, just a, it's just a place to come, enjoy yourself, uh, uh, get better, try to get recruited to college. Like that's obviously the main part. Our format is college level because I'm trying to get these kids. Most people that play here have to go to college. If you're not Ben Shelton, we'll get into Ben Shelton, by the way, but if you're not Coco Golf and you're not like, like these top players that were gifted so much, you have to go to school to get to that point because you have to build a confidence level and a stress and a, and a physicality level to get better. And because on the pro tour right now, these people are so good. The game has gotten so much stronger. Yeah. You can see that too. Wow. So so it's just the level has changed. And when I play tennis and, uh, you know, but I'm not that old, I'm 33, but it, it has changed. Um, but so, so, so that's why this tournament is, is doing what it is. And look, if you can't play today, this weekend, you can play next. It doesn't have a stress level that you, you know, don't have a tournament next week. Um, so, you know, and, and mainly we've talked about all these good players. It also comes down to the fact that like, and I don't like to talk about myself. That's why this podcast, I haven't mentioned myself once is, but you know, I'm here 
And I think that matters because I'm passionate about the tournament. If I just said, oh, yeah, I'm going to send someone to Colorado the tournament this weekend. Yeah, great. It wouldn't be like this. It's because I'm putting in the work to do this. And that's why Carlos Alcaraz is number one. That's why Djokovic is doing what he's doing. That's why Coco Golf is what she is. Because they're the best at what they do because they put in hundreds and hundreds of hours and thousands of hours into their craft. That's like what you guys do. You're passionate about what you do. Right. You have to yeah. put in hours. Clocking those hours. Yeah. Right. So that that is how people are successful. And that is why this is. Um, so I think you talk about numbers, that's where it comes from. Congratulations. You deserve yeah, it. it. Yeah. Let me talk about Shelton before the next question because we talk about young guns. So let me give you guys this one. Ben Shelton played Battle of Boca four years ago. Okay. He lost like second round maybe of Battle of Boca. Okay. So pretty sure US Open semis is a little stronger than a second round of Battle of Boca. Okay. But when that, when he came in here, his father came, who's on his coaching staff. He was the head coach at University of Florida. Um, but the most humble guy, even though he looks like confident, kind of arrogant on the court, his father, we keep going back to the same thing. It's the family. His father is humble and is amazing. And once again, has created Ben Shelton. No father, no Mr. Shelton, no Ben Shelton. That's fact because his dad has molded him to be that good. But you're talking 149 mile an hour serve down the tee. Let's say this, and guess what? You ready for this one? He went to college. Is that not unbelievable? Unbelievable. Two years. That's great. Okay, but here's the deal. Yeah. He had to get stronger. He wanted to go have fun. And he's still in the semifinals of US Open. And by the way, he will be one time in the finals. He'll probably win some slams. Uh, we haven't had that since Andy Roddick, 2003, maybe. I don't know. Andy Roddick presented the trophy last. Andy Roddick was my idol. Um, but it was exciting to see him present the trophy uh, yesterday. Back, um, last American to win the U.S. Open. I really am just praying for an American to win the U.S. Open. That's going to be a, such a happy day for this country. Um, and what a better person to do that if Ben Shelton can get that done. I would be so pumped. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We, we love speaking to you. We love talking tennis. And please tell our friend Rick Macy we miss him. I will. I will. Rick is busier than ever. I'm He's sure. on fire. Uh, he uh, just got back from New York. Um, he was on. Uh, he did Good Morning America out there. Um, did a couple with Fox. Um, he was in Arthur Ashe for the Good Morning America one, so that was a really cool experience. Um, but Rick is uh, is just. I mean, you talk about like the guy is sixty eight years old, and the work ethic is just second to none. So uh, between the two of us, you're talking. Just crazy passion for the Rick Macy Tennis Center. Um, we're waiting for the Kobe Serena mixed doubles battle of Boca. She hasn't uh, been down. We're waiting. Uh, Serena. So, you know, I'm still <laughs> waiting for, for that to happen so I can get yep. pointers on on your mixed doubles skills. I'm dusting off my uh, tennis attire. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Dust it off. And, uh, no, uh, always a pleasure being on your guys' uh, show. And uh, and how can uh, people tell, tell people how they can uh, sign up for Battle of Boca? Yeah, so Battle of Boca, just go to universaltennis.com. 
Um, you can Instagram me. I'll give you the link if you need that. Um, it's pretty pretty easy to find on Universal Tennis. You just type in Battle of Boca um, or at, um, my Instagram is Jason Zaff. Um, you can follow me there and uh, and send me a message and I'll get back to you. But uh, look forward to having any juniors, uh, pro and college level uh, out to play. Awesome. Yeah, let's bring it. Bring it, everybody who has that <laughs> yes. talent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jason. Yes, yes. No problem. It's, it's a pleasure. 